Hey, hey, GBLers. Welcome to Get Busy Living, a podcast that brings inspiring people together to discover what ignites them to be bigger than themselves. I'm your host, Anne O'Neill. With 41 countries stamped in my passport, I considered myself a world traveler until I met Dr. Mandeep Rai. She's traveled over 180 countries and wrote a book based on country values called The Values Compass. And this book has been endorsed by the Dalai Lama and Deepak Chopra. Enjoy the dialogue as we start off talking about spirituality. We have these colorful Buddhas and whirling dervish statues that were present in our Zoom backgrounds. And then we dive into how values are dynamic, endless, and pull us forward towards the life that we want to have and create. Well, actually, that's a great place to get kicked off because, you know, I'd love to hear where you're recording from, especially a world traveler all over. And yes, talk a little bit about your name so we can all pronounce it right and everyone can find you while they're listening to the recording or afterwards of the podcast to be able to find you and just to get to know you a little bit more. Okay. Hi, everyone. So my official name, as in on the book, is Dr. Mandeep Rai or Mandeep Rai. My full name is Dr. Mandeep. So that's the name that my parents gave me. It's a Sikh. Kaur is the name that every Sikh female has. And every Sikh male has the name Singh, S-I-N-G-H. Rai is the name that my father, uh, from my father's family, and Dylan is the name from my husband's family. Now, the reason all Sikh females and all Sikh males have the name Kaur and Singh is because actually it shouldn't matter which family you're born into or you know, that you're part of one brotherhood or sisterhood and neither your caste or your class or your kind of background should make any difference. It was all about equality. And I completely and utterly appreciate that. So yeah, it's one of the most, it's one of the many, many, many things that is so beautiful about the, uh, about kind of the progressive faiths where values like equality or justice or standing up for the underdog or compassion or empathy or all these type of values come up again and again and it's not just in Sikhi that these values come up they come up in you know every faith and every spiritual discipline and indeed in I believe in good schools and wherever humanity is trying to be its best and I think actually human life form and actually life form is always trying to evolve into its best self way to kick off the the conversation that is just so true and to be able to have that be a part of your name the language and words mean so much you know and that when i was listening to your book and i'd love to get into that because this is going to be one of the main things that we talk about because it it does span your entire career as well and it's the values compass what 101 countries teach us about purpose life and leadership And so all of these countries are broken down into one value. And the language here is just profound. It was was amazing. And also each of the countries are in bite size. I thought it was like 
going on a history lesson. It was a foreign language class. It was a trip around the world. I mean, there it was just so much packed into this incredible book. So let's go back to your career and you know all of the journalism that you did with the BBC and then how you went through all these different countries to create the Values Compass and just what an incredible experience that must have been to travel to all these different countries. Sure. I do have this urge of wanting to mirror what your background looks like with my Buddha behind me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. In front of me. And I have this to put it behind me so that it mirrors yours. Oh, you have a Buddha in front of you? I have a Buddha. I'm sure I go and show you. Show yes, you. yes. Show me. I love that. So everyone listening, I have a very colorful uh, Buddha and a heart picture that is behind me in my office. And I know that, you know, maybe you've seen a little bit of it on social media, but, you know, it helps me stay centered. And I love, you know, what the Buddhism represents of enlightenment and peace and meditation and the heart is actually there, very similar to um, Dr. Mandeep, right, about about the heart is your compass. And oh my gosh, she, all, she is showing me the most beautiful colored Buddha as well. He's so, she is so peaceful. Indeed. It, um, so, you know, since we're talking about spirituality. Yes, let's jump in. And you might have noticed that His Holiness, the Dalai Lama, endorsed the book and, uh, and the work. And I think that's because it encompasses, like we said, all those values that are so that are in all of us it's like we're a treasure trove and so equanimity or peace or patience or I mean it's a choice Mm -hmm. it's almost like that energy space where you get to choose you know how you respond to something because I always think of these Buddhas of if I go inward then it creates that space to respond in a powerful way you know and that both of them are just so beautiful and sometimes we can do little kind of grounding exercises that help us do exactly that. For example, if you're, if, when you're responding, instead of responding from a place of, let's say, anger or fear, mm-hmm. if you can be truly kind of heart-centered, it sometimes helps to put your hand just there. Mm. Or if you want to kind of change your frame, a way of thinking, sometimes there's this kind of sphere of influence, your sphere of influence in your energy changes just by putting yourself into a place where you feel truly comfortable or happy. If you think of a time when, you know, you're really ecstatic or your best self, mm. yourself back there. And then uh, if I ask you, for example, to hold your thumb out, okay, almost draw a circle, a line behind it. So take it all the way back. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm doing it. <laughs> then if you take a few moments and think, close your eyes and you think of a truly like, blissful time for yourself a time when you were truly happy and a a precious time a time that you often invoke whenever you want to feel grateful or you invoke as like a one of your highlights and then really to feel that and if you were to draw that circle around you again your thumb would end up in a different place just that sphere of influence changes just from that just your energy field changes just from that oh my gosh you know I didn't know that we were going to have such 
a great conversation about spirituality. And that was just so beautiful. I'm, I'm going to hit the wall, but I am going to try that when we finish the conversation. So is there a practice that you use on a daily basis? I mean, especially through all your travels to do that heart centered work and, you know, being in your own energy space. I think every every morning should be a little bit of a miracle morning if you can make it. And more practices I have, such as I will not eat or drink without the sun salutation. I find the energy of the sun or the energy of Mother Gaia or the energy of the earth to be integral to all the, whether it's Zoroastrianism, you see it as integral in in all the most ancient and current. So hence in yoga, it comes up. And, it, and the fact is that because the sun has risen and your eyes were, you know, open to wake up every morning with that sense of, wow, wow. And in my faith, in Sikhi, we say the word waheguru, which is like, wow, almost like a, like a, like you're breathing in, it's awe-inspiring, like you're breathing in grace and gratitude and and like the guru's blessings almost yes. with your That's kind of how it would start and how actually every one of your breaths should not be wasted. Every one of your breaths should be just like that. This has been the most, and my podcast generally a business leadership or <laughs> this is like... Yeah. <laughs> into spirituality which I haven't normally ever done so uh <laughs> no I'm so grateful for this moment and I know you're getting to know me as well so I I meditate every single day I've been doing a practice and you heard a little bit about me before about playing basketball and it, it when I used to go to the gym and shoot it would be a practice of flow and there wouldn't be thoughts, you know, I was just being one with the ball and I've been able to find that through meditation, you know, through walking meditations. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with Dr. Joe Dispenza's work, or if you've ever been to any of his advanced week-long retreats, I've gone to like three in the past year and they've been transformative for centering, creating, being in gratitude. And it's, it's just been an amazing new element that I've been searching for ever since I, you know, finished being an athlete. So I, so anytime I can talk about it, I'm super excited. So it has come up a few times on the, on the show. And I'm so grateful that you were able to bring that up. I, I will need that word though. and make sure I type that out into the show notes and everything like that. So we can have that. What is your practice in the morning night? So yeah, so in the morning, I, I wake up and I go, I live in Miami and I go to the beach. So I drive over, it's about 10 minute drive over the bay. And then I watch the sunrise. And it's so amazing because you talked about the, the sun being kind of the center. And as the sun rises, all of these birds, like everything starts to come alive. The waves get bigger, the birds are more active. And I'm like, you know, that is a compass right there. And so I watch the sun come up and then I actually put on Oh, my blinders, you know, kind of over my head and my headphones. And then I'll listen to a meditation. The first 15 minutes is all about breath work, you know, breathing all the way through your body, all the way up, you know, out into, you know, the energy field. And so that's about the first 15 minutes of the walking meditation. And then the piece of the walking meditation says, all right, now go. And it's extremely empowering the 
the language, the music picks up. And so then I'm walking, but I'm, I'm walking almost in this trance of gratitude and creating a future state that I want to be. And so I notice things like the leaves and the flowers and the sun's still coming up and it's just such a beautiful thing. So that is like my number one routine for the morning. So it's about 45 minutes to an hour long, but I, my day and trajectory is completely transformed just by being and seeing how big the world is and you know how much I can be a part of the the gratitude that that's there. So yeah, that's my practice. <laughs> Does that come from Joe Dispenser's work? Yeah. So that that particular walking meditation one is that you can put on into your headphones. But I also do other ones that are just you know breath work. Uh, you know from different uh, gurus and people that have studied, you know, whether it's yoga or, you know, transcendental meditation, I'm willing to try it all. I mean, sometimes I grew up Catholic and I would just, when I was a kid, which is kind of a funny story, but when I was a kid, I used to just go into the the church just to be around the um, stained glass windows and like when all of the candles were lit. And so it wasn't as much about the exact writings and, um, uh, things that were in the Bible, but I liked being in the energy space of what that represented, that there was something bigger out there to believe in. And that was, I was an Irish Catholic, um, altar server. So, yeah, so it's a lot of those things. I also was going to show you, this is also behind me, but it's hard to see, but it's a little dancing dervish from Turkey, kind of like roomy. Do you have one too? Um, not a figure, a picture. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was going to say, so when I, I see, yeah, there you go. He's and he can dance. So that was, he's right in front of the Buddha and the heart right back here, but he's really tiny to see. Okay. Since we're on it, shall I go and show you that too? That yeah, would be the yes. Yes. Of course. <laughs> see, this is why I need to put this on YouTube, the whole video. Where am I? to see where my pictures have gone we just had the room painted um it's beautiful and what town are you in again London if you guys heard her earlier she said the Dalai Lama wrote about the values compass book and I do have it in front of me while she's getting the dancing dervish which is from Turkey and we'll get into that if you know the poet Rumi that's what she's I have one behind me a little statue when I went on a trip to Turkey and she's grabbing one of hers as well. So this has turned into quite the <laughs> meditation, spiritual practice conversation so far, but this book is awesome too. So let me read you what the Dalai Lama wrote. He says, the value compass takes us into the hearts, minds, and traditions of the cultures and people of the world. It demonstrates how interconnected we are and how the divisions that exist between us stem from acting with narrow self-interest rather than concern for the good of our human family. I hope that the book will contribute to making our world a happier place. That is what the Dalai Lama wrote about Dr. Mandy Bryce, The Values Compass. So, uh, and like I mentioned before, she went to 101 countries. She's actually traveled to over 150 total. And a lot of this happened while she was working as a journalist for the BBC. And even though I'm kind of just uh, riffing, I, you guys are going to hear a little bit more about her. So she also has an incredible, brilliant education spanning so many different schools. So we're looking at London Business School, Harvard, MIT, 
And her career actually started off in finance and venture capitalism before jumping into journalism. So after we talk about roommate, maybe we'll get into that. So, all right, let's see. We Now we're bringing out all the different spiritual things. Okay, I'm ready for it. <laughs> we know this, right? It's because you have the heart behind you that I bought this. I think upstairs, um, the whirling dervish, before we finish, either someone will come down or I will go up and get it. But uh <laughs> Oh, I love that. Yes, there's there's so many symbols out there to help remind us of what a great world and how much peace and gratitude there can be. And and goodness, just kind of like the Dalai Lama just said about your book. So I don't know if you heard me. I, I read a little bit about the Dalai Lama of what he said. And I would love for you to kind of share again how you have this amazing educational and brilliant background from various different universities that I just mentioned, and then got into journalism and basically transforming the world with all of your travels and what you were able to find through the Values Compass. So let's get a little bit into that, and then we can go into the book. Okay, well, I would say that, look, you you mentioned the countries. There's now maybe over 185 countries that I've traveled. Oh, Um, Oh, my gosh. Either traveled or worked in, experienced, I would say that in each and every case, it's never just traveling through. It's always almost like being a porous, a porous rock where you absorb, you almost want to become one with where you are in order to really feel it, sense it and um, taste the best of it. You know, my parents always taught me to see the best in people and you extend that a little bit further and you can see the best in places and see the best in, best in, in, you know, all that you experience. So I think that's why this, for example, is the Japanese version. And they actually went many steps further than I did. And like the each vignette, for example, this is Latvia and self-expression, will have country facts in it, will be underlining, you know, different um, things we need to know, about each and every place, even added extra pictures, etc. And this is because they wanted for every country that was then being represented in the, or is being represented in the Olympics, and very soon we'll be experiencing in a month or so the Commonwealth Games, that we celebrate each and every place on the planet. And that's exactly why the book has been written, that we celebrate each and every person, all of our strengths, all of our attributes. You wanted to know about my education and I would say what to tell you there's a there was this moment that I start off at the beginning of the book where my mother said you've got a place at Oxford who's going to marry you if you become that educated (laughs) wow firstly I shouldn't have to dumb myself down or limit myself in order to be marriage material was very Jane Austen more importantly I I think it gave me the thirst to be the very, to reach my potential, reach my fullest potential. Now, is that ever possible? Maybe never. Maybe it's all you're always striving or aiming for a little further. And every time you're wanting to grow a little more and growth is definitely one of my key values. And I think that's what's kind of helped me strive academically, but it's not just academically, it's all kinds of growth, right? Travel helps you grow or moving helps you grow. Spirituality helps you grow. Certain people, people who think differently to you, help you grow. 
all these different modalities that we've mentioned help you grow. So growth is in many, many, technology helps you grow. Growth comes in forms, but I think if you appreciate growth, you won't limit yourself from any of that. You'll really relish it and experience it and throw yourself into it again and again and again for a, hopefully, almost feel as though you're either going forwards or backwards. I'm not sure you're ever, it's really so possible to be stationary. And so therefore that upward or forward momentum takes a little bit of effort and a little bit of stepping out of your comfort zone each and every time. Each and every time and every day. And I loved how you spoke about all those different perspectives that you can grow from. And that is, it's funny because I did listen to your book and I did the values. And one of my values is growth as well. I'm like, I just want to continue to see what's actually possible. What's what what can we create out here? And I mentioned it before, but the one of the pillars here on this podcast is about growth mindset. And so it's what what's the best that can happen and what can we possibly create? And that's exactly what you, you're talking about and what so much of these things represent. Values represent that and and the travel as well. What I loved about learning about the values compass was that you said there, there are four primary points. And I'd love for you to speak a little bit on how you came up with the change values, the continuity, connection, and communal values. I'd love to hear how you chose those four seeds. Well, if we even just look at the contents, actually the content says a lot about the book. So for example, change values, they are the values that help you change or grow. In, in that, for example, education, we've just been speaking about education, is right there. Compromise is there because it helps you change. Dynamism or diplomacy. Yes. Problem solving helps you change. And of course, entrepreneurship is kind of like having to pivot and pivot and pivot and change and adapt. Yes. And that and that value, because I wanted to make sure for the listeners, we have a lot of listeners here in the United States that actually came from the United States value was entrepreneurship. And so a couple other ones that you might be familiar with, Canada was openness, South Africa, forgiveness, England, steadfastness. And I, I did love Mexico because a lot of the Americans are familiar with Mexico with celebration. So you can go through each country and find their value. And it's just, again, an amazing compilation of being a travel guide, a foreign language class, a history lesson. Like you can listen to this over and over and it's like you've actually just stamped your passport 101 times. Yeah, and I think the the aim, for example, with Mexico, since you've mentioned it, mm-hmm. is, is to think, what would my life be like if I brought that level of celebration into it? You know, if I wasn't just going to work in order to make money, in order to live, et cetera, et cetera. If I actually every day, as, as in Mexico, it can feel like every day there's a reason to celebrate. If we'd lived like that, how would our life be different? Would you perhaps prefer life? tiny little extract just to get you kind of thinking about it the shades the smells the sounds the sights the celebration when you arrive in Mexico and you're thrust into your first fiesta it can feel as though it's like the once in a lifetime opportunity and then you every evening (laughs) and then you realize they're celebrating all the time (laughs) all the time and whether it's parades or dance or song or food why shouldn't we celebrate in just that way? I'm I'm paraphrasing now, but I want us to like think about 
what would our life be like if it doesn't have to be just the Mexican culture of celebration and that makes it an intoxicating place to visit. It's the fact that we could all learn from that way of living. And I think that each and every, the point of all these values is that we then discover our core values, what really matters to us, and bring those values into our life. So this is, although it's all those things you mentioned, actually it's a business leadership book to help you be the very best version of yourself, to bring out what motivates you most, what makes you light up and bring you know 250 percent of yourself in absolutely i i loved that section of the book too so for the listeners how do you help them go about discovering your values in a in you know since they're going to be listening to the podcast how can they kind of do one of the practices of finding and discovering values so then your life choices get to be made, you know, coming from those values is really what has transformed for me. So I'd love for you to just kind of chat about that a little bit. So, you know, they can at least start writing some down and, and discovering it for themselves. Okay. So firstly, the book takes you through that process, but I'm also creating a kind of a, another instrument, so if you would. But even if I were to mention some values to you now, you will easily be able to think, ah, yeah, that really is important to me, or that isn't. And the tool helps you gravitate towards what is and what isn't really easily, almost instinctively and intuitively. Mm-hmm. And the less you just act immediately, like whenever I say the word and kind of almost say yes or no, the more accurate it actually is likely to be. Don't put thoughts into this. So, for example, if I say the word humor, you know, to be funny, <laughs> have humor or to enlighten life with humor, or to break a situation down with humor, or to just let it go with humor. How important, you know, can that be? And actually, humor can save the human condition. Like it really, it's such a key touchstone. It's such a key point that much of, I wouldn't say all, but a lot of like stress and anxiety and everything can actually be, the pressure can be taken out of it quite quickly with humor. Mm-hmm. I love that. What a great one to choose as well, because, you know, people might be thinking of very serious values, but humor is a great one because it actually really is something that we want to have throughout our day. And so to be able to have that language and that visualization, the journey through these 101 countries is so vibrant and vivid because of the storytelling that you that you share like that. So it's it's just phenomenal. I've really, really enjoyed the the way to look at that. And I loved how you talked about the values right there of not overthinking it. Like, you know, does that feel warm when I say that word, you know, yes or no, you know, and you kind of just lean into how that word feels for you. And if that's something, you know, I think there's always that inner work that we went all the way back to through our spirituality, that inner work that kind of you lean and pull yourself forward to some of those values, which is is amazing. It's really incredible. It literally will change what your minute, hour, day looks like, how you divide it between different aspects of your life, how how you bring in the elements that are important, maybe right in the get-go, right first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. Health is important. It might shape the way your day is right at the beginning. You might eat differently, you might exercise immediately, you might do that breath work you were talking about, or if positivity or the trajectory you were talking about is important, or if indeed work or excellence is important, what do you spend the 
first four hours or few hours doing. I mean, there's right. so much comes out of just being proactive and choosing your values, which doesn't take long, but it's very, very revealing. And actually it's really revealing in terms of the career you then do or how you practice that career or where you invest. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not just your, your time, but also your money, how you are with your family. Is that something you want to create from this book? Or maybe you're already in the process of it. Like you you briefly went over it with the Olympics. So, you know, you can definitely bring that back in, but also with big corporations or even education. How do you see yourself, you know, teaching the world about the values compass and, and again, what of a centering it is to make decisions from? So where where is next for you on the on the growth path, which also goes back to your value? Yes, working with companies, which I do do already, or countries. I'm I'm one of the founding members of the V20, which sits alongside the G20. Mm. As we'll be meeting in Indonesia later on in the year, on the 20th and the 21st of October, alongside the G20, there's a lot to be said for bringing in values right at the top. Or today, for example, I interviewed the Secretary General of the Commonwealth, and we were talking about okay, so what are these common values? And there are countries even wanting to join the Commonwealth, even though they weren't part of the Commonwealth. Like there's a sense of really wanting to stand for something greater than yourself, to be stronger together. Mm -hmm. Definitely taught us that, right? It doesn't work when we're in competition with each other. It works when we collaborate with one another. And then we truly can be safer, stronger, better versions so I think the the scope and the and the uh, spheres of influence are almost endless I look forward to people reaching out and us creating together (laughs) endless is is right because the values are going to be there throughout your entire life they might you know change or transform a little bit they're dynamic for sure but you're always going to be creating and making choices based off of those values. So yes, you're right. They are, this is absolutely endless. And you mentioned right there, which is the main tagline for the podcast, which is I'm talking to people to discover what ignites them to be bigger than themselves. And you just mentioned that, that you had that in that conversation. And so I know when we spoke earlier, you have so many charities and nonprofits. I can't even imagine how many you've seen in all these 180 plus countries. So maybe touch upon a couple of them that really mean a lot to you that, you know, you've been able to give some of your time or learn about throughout your experiences. I really am grateful for this question because giving is almost more important than, uh, than receiving. I think anything that's received, it's then pay it forward, give it on I remember the Dalai Lama also telling me that if I knew, he said, if you knew, and I've lived as if I do know since he said it, if you knew the power of sharing your meal, you'd never let another meal go unshared again, the power of sharing or the power of giving. Mm-hmm. And again, in every faith, it's very critical to give at least 10%, right? Whether it's tithing or whether it's zakat, in uh, Islam, tithing in Christianity, or the swan in Sikhi, or in every faith has its own version of giving. I think it's almost the the seed, another seed or seedling. And so, yes, there have been many, 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 many not-for-profits that, that we give to and have come up in our journey and have come up deliberately, right? Whatever your 
things will come up according to where you are and what's the need of the hour. One that is very close to my heart is the Jaskormal Foundation, because the Jaskormal is a cousin sister of mine who passed away just in her early 20s. And her life, although it was a form of cancer, really could have been, her death could have been prevented if Asian people were willing to give more of their, donate more, like, you know, stem cell research, giving their, you know, take a swab from their cheek and see if they're a match and see if they can give. Just that, putting yourself on the donor list, mm -hmm. such a small thing to do, but it literally could save someone's life without taking anything from you. Again, it's that power of sharing. It doesn't take anything, but it saves and prevents loss of lives. Once you lose someone close to you, you almost never want that same mistake to happen to, for anyone else again. That's so beautiful. The foundation is Give Hope a Future, and the foundation is about bringing awareness and education in regards to stem cell transplants and increase the donor registration list. And so, you know, like Dr. Mandeep Rai just said, it can just be about signing up, you know, it doesn't have to be giving. And I know we've talked on this podcast before, but even just sharing about a nonprofit like that might just influence one person or make a change on one social media post where you get the awareness out there. And then when you have awareness, then the next step is there's an awareness for change where you can actually, you know, create a positive change out there. So, well, wow, I've, I've enjoyed this conversation so much. I know that I have gone over our time. How would you like to leave everyone? You want to let them know where to find your book or where to follow you, where's best to follow you? Sure. So you should be able to, you can find the book in any good bookstore, any bookstore, just ask for it. Yes. Of course, there's the ubiquitous Amazon and uh, you can find it in many different languages, but also especially English. And if it's not in the language that you wish it to be in, please let us know and we will make that happen. And then you can please reach out to us almost on every single social media platform. I probably respond best on LinkedIn just because uh, I find those messages easier to receive than, uh, but we're everywhere, whether it be Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, etc. Okay, wonderful. Well, The Values Compass, again, I was able to listen to it on Audible and it's actually Dr. Mandeep speaking the book and it is beautiful. So you get to hear her amazing London accent. It sounds like an accent for Americans anyway. And then also it's uh, like, as she said, on Amazon, different bookstores, and I can't recommend it enough if you love to travel, want to, you know, explore the world, even just through reading. But really, you know, if you're really creating your values from a profound space and opening your eyes and your world and perspective to new ways of a new language to create those values from. Essentially, it's a journey outward in order, in order to take that journey inward. And it helps you figure out who you are, why you are the way you are, and creates who you wish to be or how you wish to spend your time and how you wish to see your life. It's almost like writing your eulogy now so that it's written so that it says what you wish it to say wow you can't say it better than that and it's an outward journey that you can take on an inward journey for yourself and like we mentioned those values are going to be endless for you of the dynamics and 
how they're transforming you and transforming the world one person at a time. So thank you again so much for being on. It's been such an honor and I'm so grateful you fit me and the listening community of the Get Busy Living into your incredibly busy schedule. It's been an absolute pleasure and I hope you'll come with me around the world as we go on to our next adventure. Well, thank you so much for listening to our conversation. If you have a GBL story in your life, share it with me on Instagram at getbusyliving underscore pod. I might just share your story on a future episode. Thank you for sharing in the good vibes and giving back and GBLing with us.